we've got a man on top of Mount Buller having the time of his life. He is a champion Fitzroy player for 133 games, 52 goals. And we say good evening to Brett Moose, Stevens. G'day, Brett. Yeah, good evening, boys. You sound you sound like you're having a bit of fun there. I, I like your attempts at comedy. It, yeah, it's okay, well, good. <laughs> They're attempts. They are attempts. <laughs> Plenty of attempts, my friend. No, uh, you've just got to keep giving your best, and eventually you'll have something funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll just roll over to the uh, the supermarket over the road. Might be someone that can help us out. Yeah, well, actually, the family's sold up, sold up there now. Oh. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, so they've moved on from that now. So you don't need to give it a free plug at all. Don't go to Foodworks. Whereabouts are you right at this very moment? Because you wouldn't be out in the snow. You're probably tucked away in a nice little warm spot there. No, well, actually, I've got got a couple of mates. I I live down on the peninsula now, and uh, I've got a couple of mates um, from down there. we've, uh, We've actually just come off the mountain, and we're down staying in the Delatide Hotel in Mansfield tonight and then heading back up again in the morning. So we're getting ready for a nice little counter meal and a couple of beers and watch the watch the Olympics and get up early and, and get a bit of snowboarding in tomorrow. Oh, nice. Oh, sounds nice. Um, I've just got to play you some audio, uh, Brett, um, from last yeah, week's show. We're going back and forth with this guy, Ruse, whoever yeah. he is. Well, <laughs> uh, I think he's... You know, the guy, he's just, a, he's just a football guy and for years he's been trying to steal my thunder because, you know, I, I moved on to other, other, you know, sports and elite athletes and he, he's a frustrated mindset coach, that's what he is. <laughs> he can't get out of the mud, you reckon? No, well, look, I don't even need to hear what he's saying. It'll be something that he said a thousand times Can before. Let's play it anyway. I've got to play it. His mum's still got the supermarket across the road here and, uh, yeah, he sometimes gets in there and works. There's a photo of him behind the jump. There was no way known he'd be working in there, so let's knock that on the head. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be in there stealing Dottie, Dottie's, uh, and um, he'd keep running the local... Yeah, Dot, uh, yeah, that's company. right. Yeah, Dottie, yeah. Yeah, Dottie. Lovely. A shout out to Dottie. She's lovely. Yeah. Um, and Bones. Bones is Brett's brother. He ran it. I tell you what Moose would have been doing. He would have been stealing money out of the till or stealing <laughs> something out of, the, out of the fridge or something like that. That's what he would have been doing. No work whatsoever for Brett Stevens. I can assure you that. Uh, any truth to that? No, no, no. I would, um, I would go up and, and get some free uh, stuff every now and then. But, um, you know, through Bones, my brother. Like, you know, my Bones, Bones and my mum, you know, my dad died many, many years ago. But he actually bought that business up there years ago. And, um, like, in the early 80s and had the news agents or the only little store there. I'm giving you some good Yarra Valley history here. The only mm-hmm. little store in uh, Warri Alec at the time with a milk bar news sub news agents and um, my brother took over that and, and I did a little bit of work there from time to time but um, you know obviously it was tough when I was travelling around the world with the tennis but you know I definitely used to drop in every now and then I, got, I like a little bit of dark ale I just grab a little six pack <laughs> <that. laughs> don't blame you don't blame you what was here Brett just in, in Regards to you travelling around the world with the tennis players and the elite sports people. A question I've always had, we've had a few on the show, um, in regards, you go through your, your junior career as an elite sports person, you get up and you're winning, you're winning, you're winning, and then you get to the top level and you're finding it so difficult to win. Your job to keep them up and about, how did you go about that? Well, look, my biggest, my, my 
biggest mantra, if you want to use it, I'm not sure what mantra means, but <laughs> my, my message is all about the effort. And look, not everyone can be number one in the world, and not everyone can win a premiership, not everyone can win a Brownlow, you know, not everyone can be Paul Roos, you know. <laughs> but, but everyone can strive to give their best. And, and I think your mission as an athlete, whether you're an elite athlete or a young um, kid coming through or, you know, you're a local footballer, is if you're going to do something, you know, try and give it your best and see how good you can be. So you can't... It's a negative mindset if you're focusing on the outcome. And, and sure, it's good to think about being number one in the world and winning premierships and doing having all that success, but... But your best chance of doing that is seeing how good you can be, and 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 that has for me your main focus has to be based all around your effort and, and trying to improve and, and ticking all the look boxes. But but really, if you do that, success for me is is there. If you achieve your best, for me, you're as good as any number one in the world. So so on that, like if we keep it with tennis. If you look at, like, a Kyrgios and a Djokovic, you're on the Djokovic side of things, although people might not like him, his effort is 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 there. Does that sort of make sense? No. What are you trying <laughs> to ask? Well, Djokovic, <laughs> Kyrgios, the effort isn't quite there, but the skill is. Mm. But yeah. yeah, well, look, here's the thing about elite, elite sport. You know, all, all the guys who get there have super talent. You know, there's, there's no doubt in that. You, if you can get into the top 200 in the world in tennis, you, you know how to play tennis. But what separates the great champions from the good players, and, and they're all good, you know, uh, the, 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 the higher the ranking, the better that guy understands how to compete. The better that guy understands his whole formula of what it is for him to give his best and tick all the boxes and understand that the, the little one percenters that go into helping you go out and, and be free to compete at the best of your ability. And obviously perfection doesn't exist, um, but you can strive for excellence, you can strive for perfection. But in the end, you know, the great champions, you know, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, they've all worked out how to get the best out of what they got. And they present that effort consistently. And, and that's what separates them from, from the other 150, 160 guys who have a similar talent. It's got uh, the Oracle here, Brett. It's an amazing story, and I wonder whether you ever reflect on what you've actually done. You've got this guy who's from the Yarra Valley, small place, nobody's heard. He plays 130 games with Fitzroy. Somehow he ends up uh, in Peter Sampras's uh, coaching him or, or whatever you were doing. How, how does that happen? Like, how did you actually get to Sampras? Yeah, and, and, and this is a story that I like to with you know the athletes I work with now, and I, and I work with a handful of different athletes from different sports, and and basically you know my mission was to try and be the best I could be at football, and like Paul Ruse for example, you know I met Ruse when he was like 15, and and you know he was just a bogan from Park Orchards, he wasn't a sophisticated sophisticated country boy from I was originally from Lake Hill and he didn't have the sophistication that we had he was just a boat <laughs> out in, in Park Orchards and mate I hope sure you I, mate, I hope you're sending this to him oh, well, <laughs> we will yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but but I had a Ruzi at 17 you know he played 
started playing seniors for Fitzroy and, and went on and played 300 games and, and was a great champion. There's, there's no doubt about it. And Rusey worked really hard, you know, and then he had success coaching. But my career took a different turn. You know, I was at Essendon at 17 and, and I remember playing against Rusey in the under-19s. And I think I played on him and kicked seven or eight on him one game, but he won't bring that up. <laughs> um but my journey was a lot different. I, you know, I had three years at Essendon and then I got, got axed from there. Then I went to Tasmania and had a good year and then got invited to do pre-season at Collingwood and got axed from there. Then I did another year in Tassie and got invited to, to the Sydney Swans and played a couple of games in the reserves and got axed from there. Then I went to WA, had, had a couple of good years there and eventually uh, I ended up at Fitzroy and played my first AFL game at 26. So... See, that's I had amazing. Like a nine-year journey that you know you look back on it now, not realising that that was giving me all the skills and experience to be able to deal with negativity and adversity. And then you know I just accidentally fell into tennis after football, but I had all the skills there to to try and to to relate to other athletes about dealing with the pressures and the adversity and the disappointment through my own experience. And and I think in the end that that was the major reason how I ended up working with elite athletes and and then look I was very lucky and very privileged to work with Pete Sampras and you know it's more you know it doesn't mean I'm the best man for the job but I got to know Pete and I knew his coach and and both those guys felt comfortable with me going there and, and working with him. It's amazing. Yeah, he's one of the greatest ever, you know. Although, although I did fix his serve up. So. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah no, I'm happy yeah. with that. I'm, when, I'm glad you did. Just another thing, yeah. you talk about, uh, you know, the focus. And I, I think, you know, when I was a younger fellow, you'd think when the players would say, oh, no, we're only looking at next week, you know, we're not thinking about finals. And you'd think, yeah, what a load of rubbish because, you know, you yourself as a kid, you think we're always thinking of finals. But... I don't think they do. I think they actually don't think anything anything further than next week. And I think that's, over time, been broken down even further to the point now where the only thing they think about is getting to the next contest or the next job. Yeah, and, and you know what? For, for me, the, the older I've got, and, and look, I'm, I'm 60 now, but if you looked at me, you wouldn't think so. But if you looked at Rusey, <laughs> you, would, you, definitely, you would think that Rusey was close to his 70. Yeah. But, Anyway, enough about Rusey. Um, what were we talking about? Getting to, <laughs> just getting to contests and, uh, yeah, all that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, um, yeah, so it's interesting. As I get older, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't... You hear athletes come out and say, I'm going to be number one, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. You know, you hear... You read the paper and you read about wins and losses and, and my philosophy is it's almost... It's almost ugly to, to like win at all costs. Like for me, it, it's it's a great a greater achievement to be able to give your best at all costs and see where that takes you. And and I think a loss is only a loss if you don't learn from it. Mm-hmm. And so if you can if you can just yeah sure you can dream about being number one and being the best. And and you and that's great, and and you need to do that. But but if you can if you can just keep striving for your maximum efforts, that that's a greater achievement than just being number one. Because look, there's definitely been number ones in the world who haven't achieved their best. And and sure, 
you know, a lot of success seems to be based around results, but I don't quite agree with that. I think it should be based more around who gives the best effort. If you what do you think about that? Oh, like, yeah, good, was, like, how no, was the delivery on that? No, no good. It's inspired. Uh, inspired. No, it was good. Oh, I've set up my chair. I want to give my best. There was only a pause. Yeah. There was only a pause because... Ten out of ten. That delivery. What would you give it? <laughs> Probably an eight and a half, nine. There was only a pause because there was a, we were looking at each other. Who was going to ask the next question? Well, we yeah, got well, that now. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brett, just what about football coaching yourself? Have you been involved in football clubs on that level? Given given the way you talk and the, the way you put yourself no, forward, you, you know, it's funny. I look. I did when Rusey coached Melbourne. I did a camp. Um, I ran a camp, like a weekend camp. I had a little, a little thing I used to do with different athletes that I worked with, and we we run these mental toughness camps. So we did one for Melbourne, and we and we did and the next year we did one for Collingwood, and we actually did one for the AFL umpires. Although I was really confused about what the message was for them. <laughs> Thanks for laughing because that was a little joke. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but. Um, no, you know, I haven't... It's funny because I, I spent almost 20 years out of Australia and, and travelling the world and, you know, I lived in LA and, uh, and for five years and, and we were based in London and, and it was all... Mm. And I sort of... I didn't really... And I've never been a networker and so... I don't know, it's funny how the AFL works. I, I think it's, it's if you stay in the system and you stay around it, then... And it's not even AFL, I suppose, football clubs and the whole thing. They, they, they look at that as, as, you know, an important thing. But I'm not so sure. I, I think it's, it's more about, you know, the times we're in, too. I, I think, you know, like, for example, someone like a Mark Williams, who has sort of had a line crossed through him. You know, the guy, a little bit eccentric, a little bit out there, but his energy's great, he's positive, and, and he can motivate young guys. So Yeah, it's important. I'm not going to go looking for AFL jobs now. It's too late. And, mm. and to be quite honest, I've been really lucky with what I've done. I still enjoy doing what I'm doing. So it would have been interesting to see if I could have done it, though. Um, but you can't do everything, can you? You know, and let's just leave that to guys like Rusey because yeah. there's nothing like being a big fish in a little pond. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, now, you're also, it says here you're also coach Mark Philippousis. My... My thing, um, particularly um, growing up, was the confusion around Todd Viney and him leaving the game um, and coaching or, you know, helping out with the scud. Um, were you with uh, Philippoussis when Todd Viney was helping him? No, 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 no. You know, I helped flip off and on during his career and, and you know, one pre-season um, when I was working with Sampras, he came over to the pre-season with us, but I, I had to ask Pete you know, he could, you know, if it was okay if he came into the pre-season with us. Um, but look, Flip and I are still good mates. You know, he, he, Flip's a great fella and, and he, he um, understands that he probably could have been a bit more dedicated with his fitness regime back in the day. But, but you know, he still had a pretty impressive career. You look back, you know, a kid from Williamstown to, to go and achieve what he did not many people in Australia achieve what he's done, especially in the modern game. So, look, in the end, you, you hope that everyone can maximise their potential. But I think Flip, in a way, he mentally he was a great competitor. And I think maybe if he could have been in a bit better shape, he, he probably would have 
would have um, got a few grand slams. But you know, he's a, he's a good fella, Mark, and um, and. You know, he should be proud of what he's achieved. Yeah, I haven't heard anyone yeah, call him Flip before. Yeah. No, no. No, who, who, yeah. you're the only one that's called him Flip. That's a that's a well, that's a scud, and you got the poo, and you know, full of pooses and Mark, but no one's ever called him Flip before. Well, I've always called him Flip. Yeah. And, um, and if you've got an issue with that, <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I just I, that's the first time I've heard it. I tell you what, though, Brett, this is something you might have an issue with. We've got a lot of listeners, and uh, one of my mates has sent me through. Uh, it's a portrait of you in your playing jumper. It's only going for $50, which is a bit bit rugged. But on the back, I just flipped over to the back, it says, To Nathan, best wishes and good luck for the future and always punch from behind. Brett Stevens, flat hands in the wet. Yeah, well, there, there you see right there, I should have been an AFL coach with that knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I had it sent through yeah. to me, so I don't, know, I don't know what the story is behind it, but I might find out. There you go. There you go. Look, it's I'm only 50 bucks. I've actually spoken to Rusey, you know, about why he's been a successful coach and, and why I've, I've been able to do what I've done. I said, look, I said, you know what, Rusey, our biggest strength is that we're not we're not smart enough to complicate it. Yes. <laughs> that couldn't be truer, actually. That's, that's me in a nutshell. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you look like in a nutshell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, li- I live with was a house, mate, and, uh, yeah, he's not pretty in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well. Now, Brett, I've got a, uh, a five-year-old having 40-shot rallies with a tennis coach at the yeah. moment. She's pretty special and easily coached. Uh, how do I go about getting your, your services down the track? Well, you'd probably be better off talking to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> You know, she she was a, a, a great tennis player on the tour, and you could um, you could definitely have a chat with her, not a problem. But no. you know, as long as it doesn't go any further than the coaching lessons. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't dare, mate. <laughs> oh, you'd have to worry, mate. He's come in today with the footy jumper oh. on. The guns are out. Come on, yeah. Yeah. we had Dennis Pagan on earlier, so I put the North jumper on. I'm yeah, pretty bad. He's got oh, his bloody corduroys on too with the with the iron down the middle. I do not. Now the oh, Fitzroy days. Fitzroy days. Plenty nothing, of... wrong, nothing, nothing wrong with the old corduroy. Yeah, but you don't want to iron down the middle. Let's not talk about me. <laughs> back to your Fitzroy days. You're plenty of good stories, plenty of good blokes running around back then. Yeah, yeah, mate. Look, I think football clubs are all pretty similar. You know, lots of different characters and a great time in your in your in your days when you can play sport and. No, I really enjoyed my time there and, and I was, you know, I was really thankful that Fitzroy gave me an opportunity and, you know, David Parkin was a big part of that when when he was um, coach, like he was coaching when I played my first AFL game there and, you know, lots of lots of great friends, you know, Rusey, Rossi Lyon, Butchie Gale, like the list goes on, Jimmy Wynn, all, all the Matty Rendell, all these guys, we catch up every now and then and, and, and have a couple of beers. And What about the know, great Mick Reeves? And Mickey Reeves, yeah. Well, we, before this COVID thing hit, we were going to have a massive catch-up and he was organising it. So, um, yeah, righto. Hopefully, hopefully we get back onto that. Reeves, he used to be uh, my boss and, and was his boss in the, in the day gone by. He'd come into work with a macaw on his shoulder. Yeah, well, that's probably pretty, um, pretty low-key. 
<laughs> oh, he's mad. He's, mad. he's up north at the moment. He's uh, he's promised to come on the show too when he's back, but he's up north holidaying at the moment with his lovely wife. Surely he's got a phone yeah, on. Yeah, well, mate, make sure you give him my regards when he comes on. I, I would never want to upset Reezy. Oh, no, no. I remember my, my first day... And he the, looked 70. My first day on the job at Preston when I walked in, I was more scared of Reevesy than I was of Dennis Pagan just before. Oh, he, he really? called me in the office, let's have the chat. How are you, mate? I'm going, yeah, I'm good. And then he just sort of stood up and I was like, Rockies, and he just... Yeah, he's big, big, stern talking to. Big unit. Mm. Oh. Yeah, he's a big unit now. He's huge. He's huge. Um, but he's a good fella, great fella. Look, there's lots of great guys. It was funny because... When I first went to Fitzroy, you know, I'm watching Fitzroy from afar and, and I used to watch Mickey Conlon play and, and, that, and for some reason he used to irritate me and I thought, gee, that guy's a wanker and blah, blah. <laughs> Can you say that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Nah. No, of course not. <laughs> um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I get to the club, my locker's right next to Mick. And the first person over to me was Mick, and he's one of the nicest fellas you'd ever meet. Yeah. You know, yeah. really, it just so it just shows you that you can't really judge someone from just watching a few games of footy or watching them on TV. Yeah, you know, no, you're 100 percent right. You get the biggest douchebags are actually some yeah. of the nicest blokes. Yep, 100 percent. And you're up there, mate. Yeah, great what, show. As a douchebag, no, no, he's a nice bloke. Don't start building me up, you guys. <laughs> you know, next minute you'll be knocking me down. So let's just. Yeah, you know, let's get to know each other before you start. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, we've got to move on, though, unfortunately. Uh, we've really enjoyed this uh, this chat with you yeah, thanks, mate. Uh, tonight, but um, we'll definitely stay in touch and get you on again. Do you think you could get yeah. us Pete? What about getting us Pete Sampras's number? Surely you can help yeah, us out. No worries. Oh. Go on. Community radio. How good would that be to have Pete Sampras on for Ooh. Yarra Valley? Go on. Yeah, well. Come on, Moose. How much, how much kangaroo have you got? How much, uh, uh, how much folding? We have to pay 15 oh, yeah. bucks a month each. To I've given in. your mum enough folding over the years when I lived up here. Yeah, well, that was your bad luck, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> they were overcharging there for years. <laughs> <laughs> they had to because you're pinching from the till, Rosie says. <laughs> no, no, look. Listen, just, just, I think we should keep this Roozy theme going. Maybe you guys get someone on every week to tell stories about Roozy. I think that would be a good way to go. Well, if you can help us out with a couple of numbers like Matty Rendell and uh, a couple of those names that you mentioned, we'll certainly do it oh, for you. Definitely. Yeah, you've got to be careful that I'm not included in who gave the numbers out. No, don't worry. Coming, coming back at me, doesn't it? No, 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 we'll cut that. No, this is all about... Uh, Getting it to Roozy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know about it too. Hey, we've got to keep it going, mate, but uh, it's Thanks, been bro. great chatting. All right, so you guys have got my, uh, you got my bank account details. Oh, we yeah. have, mate, we have. <laughs> yeah. oh, awesome, awesome. The next Dark oh. Ale's on us. Yeah. Yeah, Dark <laughs> Ale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good on you, boys.